T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you don't hold the ball as a passer, and if you don't become reckless with the ball in the red zone, this defense isn't capable of holding this offense down. This is a mature game by everybody on this offense. It's a maturity game. You go out, you do what you have to do, mix your personnels, you can run or pass, get be, be completion driven. As long as Josh isn't careless with the football, and as long as they're not, because Minka Fitzpatrick, if he plays, or Eric Rowe, these, the, the one thing, Chris, that this defense is really good at, punching the ball out. Dan Orlovsky yesterday with One Bills Live, Chris Brown, Steve Tasker talking about the matchup between the Bills and the Steelers and what it really means for this Bills team, what challenges Pittsburgh might provide. We'll dig into that a little bit here with uh, Joe Marino of the Lockdown Bills podcast, Lockdown NFL Scouting podcast as well. And you can give us a call, 803-0550 and 1-888-550-2550 to pop into a phone line here. We've got uh, you know time for you. Throw a question, throw a comment in, whether it's the uh, potential absence of Gabe Davis. We'll learn a little more about that today, about Davis, Rasul Douglas, about Tyrell Dodson, and Taylor Rapp and Ty Johnson. Those are the five injuries to come out of the game against Miami, bringing up Taylor Rapp because Sal made a point to saying he walked off after that last interception, maybe with a little bit of a limp, but um, we'll see. So add Rapp to the list of names. I, I hadn't, hadn't thought about him starting the day today, but um, when Sal mentioned him about an hour ago, I thought, okay, put put him on the list. So we'll talk about that with you, 803-0550, on Bills and Steelers. One thing about the Steelers that that I know, I was you know, looking at all right, what does this team do? What are they like? They are throwing this is what Orlovsky said. They are throwing vertically right now. That's the difference with their offensive coordinator. They're now throwing down the field a bit more. And there's a stat on George Pickens that's really remarkable in terms of this will give you an idea of how their vertical passing game is working through Pickens. Compare the seasons that George Pickens and Stefan Diggs have had. Like here's Pickens, young player. He has 1,140 yards. That's not a crazy big number, right? But 1,140 yards. Diggs has 1,183. Pickens has done it on 44 fewer catches. By the end of this game, Pickens might have more yards on the year than Diggs. And, of course, we know Diggs, for a good chunk of this season he dropped off quite a bit his average yards per catch in the month of December he had one for six one for 5.8 one for 6.5 like it was just uh whatever it's it's kind of disappeared and that'll give you an idea of what the kind of threat that that George Pickens can be his yards per catch he's got multiple games against the Seattle Seahawks 18 
against the Bengals. How about this average yards per catch? 48. <laughs> at four for 195. So he's a threat. One thing the Bills are generally pretty good at doing is stopping big plays. They've generally been good at that. A Sean McDermott defense rarely gets beat down the field on big plays, and Pickens will be the big threat for that. Johnson's more of an underneath kind of guy, yards after catch guy. Fryermuth, not exactly, I don't think, too threatening. Those are their weapons. 803-0550 and 1-888-550-2550 to join us. We'll talk about the Steelers game. You want to still go back something you saw from Miami? Anything. And uh, also opened up this morning talking Super Bowl or bust, whether or not if it feels like it's Super Bowl or bust to you. Making one would be, I mean, geez, just making it. it, it I know anytime you, you talk like that, it ends up sounding like you're accepting losing in the Super Bowl, and that's not exactly what it is. It's just to, to note that lots of teams have good seasons, and for some teams, winning a division and going out in the first round is a good season. That would be Houston this year, right? Hasn't Houston already had a good season? And if you are the Lions, home playoff game, like they've had a good season. If they don't win the Super Bowl, they still had a good season. Then there are teams like the Chiefs. They won their division and have a home playoff game, and they're having a bad season. The Bills got the two seed, and they had a bit of a rocky season. So not everyone's measures are the same. Now when we get to this part, we can start to talk about what makes a good season for the Bills. I feel like they're most of the way to it by digging themselves out, and now the second season begins. This is where, you know, can they do the thing we're all waiting, hoping, praying they can do. 803-0550. Phil in Buffalo going to join us. Hey, Phil, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, Jeremy, I thought about something last night that was really interesting, I, at least I think, is let's say we get to the Super Bowl and win it this year. We, we'd have to most likely go through four future Hall of Fame coaches when you think about it, if things play out. Andy Reid, or Tomlinson, of course, Reid, and, and then you get to Harbaugh. Those three are for sure future Hall of Famers. And then Shanahan being so young yeah. and su- successful, most likely a future Hall of Famer. That, if McDermott beats these four guys, if it plays out that way, and, and honestly, I, I've been on and off with McDermott as a, as a critic, but he, he would now be in the light of a future Hall of Famer if he keeps winning, if he kept winning, if he won a Super Bowl, and then kept winning season after season with Josh Allen, which he should if he sticks around. Five years down the line, he, he's a potential uh, a Hall of Famer. You know, as you say that, I know McDermott's win percentage went up to 640 with their win over the Miami Dolphins. And to put that in context, win percentage for Andy Reid is 641. Right? Like, 641. It is impressive what McDermott has done. 640. Andy Reid, 641. Bill Belichick, 647. McDermott has a better win percentage than Tomlin right now. Tomlin, to his credit, you know, I I pick on Tomlin a lot because of the punting. And really, that's about it. The punting and the kicking. And he gets his teams ready and his teams perform. I mean, Tomlin... He had Roethlisberger for a lot of that, but he's had a lot of eh as well. And he's 633. But here's McDermott with a better win percentage than Bill Cowher. Better than Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton and John Harbaugh. They all have Super Bowls. A better win percentage than Sean McVay. Super Bowl. A better win percentage than Pete Carroll. McDermott, it is interesting. It probably goes this way because of players versus coaches, right? These these arguments, you know, I'll get people that write to me that will send me a direct message on Twitter. Every mistake that's ever made is the coaching. Oh, coaching did this and coaching did that. Oh, we lost because of coaching. And coaching gets blamed for losses a lot and not quite as often heralded for wins. Wins is the players, losses are the coaches, especially if you think your players are good. But to that point, I would ask anybody why Allen gets all of the live or die, the good and the bad, I'm good with it. I'll live with the mistakes. And yet McDermott, it's not anything, I don't think it's anything close to that. 
I don't get a lot of people that call us and say, McDermott's one of the best in the league. I'll live with the mistakes. The mistakes have been glaring. Some of them have been very glaring. But if you zoom out the body of work, it is consistent and it's good. Four straight division titles, the playoffs. I mean, the, the Chiefs and the Bills have the longest playoff streak in the NFL. And other teams have bad years. They pop up, they pop down. Sometimes it's injury luck that knocks them out. But McDermott, <laughs> he's not quite like Allen because I don't think there's a consensus that he's the best or the second best or top two. But he's he's darn good. And I guess Mike Vrabel's a good a good comparison here. Like Vrabel's a defensive coach. His defenses actually aren't often that good. He has gotten results. I saw that Vrabel, Warren Sharp had this. Vrabel has won half the games in which he's an underdog. So that's overperforming, I think, right? To win half the games that you're an underdog. Vrabel's got three playoff appearances in six years. McDermott's got four consecutive division titles. Now, they're not working with the same quarterbacks. I know that. For Vrabel, it's Mariota and Tannehill and Will Levis and Malik Willis. So, like, if you're a coach that does it without a quarterback, you get tons of credit. Tons. That's what Tomlin has been getting love for lately because they never have losing seasons. He's gotten them to the playoffs with Mason Rudolph, the third-string quarterback. They've had non-losing seasons with Duck Hodges as they're starting multiple games. So Tomlin has a little bit of a potion to knock out enough wins. Whatever he's doing to do it now, like he's done it again. But he's probably limited by the quarterback that he has. Every coach is going to be like this. Belichick's going to get this now. Belichick's entire legacy has been brought down to be like, well, sure, he's good, but how good is he? He just finished with the third overall pick. And how'd that happen? His guidance of the team, everything fell apart. They don't have any answers on offense. It you know, is what it is. Speaking of the Patriots, I mentioned with Sal earlier today that we should be getting Patriots news soon. And whatever the news is, it'll be big. If it's Belichick leaves, that's obviously huge. Who do they go with? What do they do? What's their plan? If Belichick stays but is willing to give up control of the organization and take a lesser role by just being the coach without being the GM, well, that's that's big news too. There is one potential scenario I'm, I'm thinking about with this Patriots coaching job, and that's Vrabel. Because... If I'm a Patriot fan, I don't know, I've won more Super Bowls than I can count, so I'm, who knows if I could ever be mad about anything. But if they go with Vrabel, saw Ben Volan of the Boston Globe already wrote an article, Vrabel landing in New England makes sense. Vrabel's landing spots are New England, Atlanta, I already forgot the other one. But if the Patriots hired Vrabel, wouldn't that represent Robert Kraft still believing the Patriot way is a thing. Why does he check boxes? Because he played for you? What What about Mike Vrabel checks boxes for the Patriots? You want a defensive-minded head coach known for being somewhat conservative and not running a high-powered offense and settling for an offense that's just kind of meh? That's that's what you want? That's that's the best idea you've got? If you're the Patriots and you hire Vrabel, I think you you are dipping back into, you really truly believe you can re-instore, resurrect the Patriot way, which of course was always this self-told narrative about how they knew stuff that other teams didn't when they had the best coach and the best quarterback. That's what it was. But they wanted to, you know, a lot of people wanted to pat them on the back for having some magic potion. And maybe they really still think that. And if they do, Vrabel would be who you would hire. Let's just get a younger, maybe more progressive Belichick. Still conservative, still defensive-minded, still a guy that thinks, you know, run and stop the run, blah, blah, blah. I mean, not to say that that's exactly what the Patriots do, but uh, to me that it just screams Patriot ways back. And I bet Kraft might even say it <laughs> if they were to hire Vrabel. On the jobs and how 
interesting and available they are. I mean, New England's not even a job yet. There are six jobs out there. Which job would you want? You're a head coach. You want to follow Bill Belichick? It does help that he didn't go out on top. It helps that he gave you the number three pick. Washington's out there, new ownership. Atlanta, chock full of skill position players. Chargers, you have your franchise quarterback. Carolina, good luck on a lot of levels. You know, it's it's not quite a slam dunk to think that the Patriots would be the most attractive. In fact, like I, I don't know how often coaches think about the division they want to be in. Do I want to sit there with Josh Allen and with Mike McDaniel or with, you know, whoever you might do I want to be in a division with Mahomes? I don't know if you worry about that too much. I mean, Sean Payton went in and said, like, sure, Mahomes. I'll battle that guy each week or each year. 803-0550-1888-550-2550. I mean, McDermott's legacy, if we're talking about McDermott here, he, he's had a year. He's been in a in a fight, in a battle. He had to fire an offensive coordinator. So did the Steelers. McDermott had people calling for his job. So did Tomlin in Pittsburgh. It's kind of national news where they had a spot where it was rock bottom fire Tomlin. And he made it, and he got them to the playoffs. So these are two guys that are defensive coaches. One has a great quarterback, and with that, he has the edge. And the other edge he has is he's much more, McDermott is, much more progressive, much more aggressive, book smart on like the numbers of going for it. If that had been the Steelers in Miami on Monday night, they don't go for fourth and one at their own 35. No chance. They don't think about it. They punt away and trust the defense, and they help Miami by giving them a better chance to win the game. Mike Tomlin routinely gives the opponent a better chance to win the game by giving them the ball when he shouldn't. Most of the league has – maybe I shouldn't say most. The entire league has been too conservative in this department for a long time. I think a lot of us have learned about that. And Tomlin's still stuck. Of all the playoff teams, they are the worst at it, at when they decide to kick. If they get down to the Bills' four-yard line, fourth and one at the four, you know what they're going to do? They're going to kick. Because, let's, hey, got to get your points. Got to get points against this Bills team. If you think McDermott is conservative, there's plenty of evidence to prove that he's not, and there's just a mountain on Tomlin. So that's a big edge. And if the Bills were to lose to this team, it would be a lot of things. I, I want to go to say embarrassing because it's a Pittsburgh team that, is the definition, the embodiment of they play not to lose. 803-0550. Devin in Rochester up next as we're kind of chatting about McDermott and his his legacy and what's on the line for him. Hey, Devin, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeremy. Um, I just wanted to echo your sentiments. I love that point and, um, you know, obviously love Allen and I'm with you. You know, you live, take the good with the bad with Allen. Um, and I just wish some fans would give that same, you know, grace to McDermott. I mean, the guy, if you look around the league at some of these coaches, they all seem to have a fatal flaw, whether it's, you know, Andy Reid, clock management, things like that. But with McDermott, just, you know, the roster development, you know, the team always seems to go through this dip. And then, you know, every year, and then he rallies them. Um, you know, I, I know some of those mistakes, 13 seconds, he's never going to be able to live down. But when you take the totality of what the guy's done, I just, I'm really glad he's on our side and, you know, I know he's one bad game away from being for the fans being on the block again with him, but uh, I just think the totality of what he's done and with us in the near future going to need to flip this roster again, um, I think he's the guy to make sure that you know we keep knocking on that door and eventually hope getting through. Well, th- thanks, Devin. Devin, you think this is his best job as a defensive coach since he's been here? I really do. I mean, you know, I'm not as nuanced with the X's and O's, you know, season ticket holder watch every minute of it but just you know to go through the I mean after the London game and just you know you're decimated at all three levels and then obviously they're struggling to find answers and then to piece it together in the midst of you know the the Tyler Dunn piece and everything else I just I don't know how the guy did it I mean I think I'm imagining there's a lot of sleepless nights over there but this might be one of his finest hours on coaching at least the defensive side of the ball yeah and you know at the same point in time deciding like hey enough is enough on the offensive side and I got to make a change there too so I mean wild season yeah. <laughs> it ends with the Super Bowl yeah thanks Devin and it's it's the year 
It's the year he took over play calling, <laughs> right? Like, it's probably his best job from an X's and O standpoint. You know, you want to give him credit last year for the Hamlin incident, how that was handled as a team that night, the the week after, the weeks. Okay. But this year, he had a defense that was torn up by injury, and he and the GM identified how they could help fix it, and then they fixed it, and it got – I mean, it's been great. It might be his finest hour as the Bills head coach, and that's with four straight wins. I mean, I know Allen had 44 touchdowns this year. I mean, Allen's Allen's final stat line of passing touchdowns was down a good amount from previous years. He only had 29 passing touchdowns. That's his lowest total since 2019. Now, he ran a bunch in, of course. He had 15 rushing touchdowns. That's a lot. Allen had his highest interception number. We talk about interceptions. We don't care about them that much. But, you know, I don't think it was Allen's best year. He certainly had a good case of the MVP. But they did it, and the way they got back in it consistently was with the offense got them a lead and the defense closed it out multiple times, four times down the stretch. They're where they are because they ran the table. And with five wins, four of them, he did the thing many wondered about. It's the year he took over play calling. You know, tons of credit to McDermott and how this has gone. Joe Marino is coming up next segment. We we got in touch with him. We were far enough in. It was just like, we'll just do next segment. So Joe Marino, the Lockdown Bills podcast, will break down this Pittsburgh matchup when we return. Bills, Steelers in a potential snow game, maybe some wind. I want to thank someone who pointed out via Twitter, it's uh, an account called Beans Burner, Brandon Beans. So I can only assume it's Brandon Bean that sent me this, Beans Burner, pointing out the last time the Bills played the Steelers, you remember that game, they throttled the Steelers here in Buffalo early in the season. Beans Burner went back and found the weather that day. Now, it wasn't snowy and it wasn't cold, but it was windy, and the Bills had no problems. Aired it out. Gabe Davis had the game of games. He had the 98-yard touchdown. And don't forget, he had the touchdown where he wrenched the ball away from Minka. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Fitzpatrick in the end zone, which was pretty cool. One of Gabe's finest hours that day. And we'll see if we get good news on Davis coming up from practice. Joe Marino of the Lockdown Bills podcast to break down Bill Steelers when we return.
like at all times, you just have to trust them, right? Just like any quarterback, right? They're, they're not going to be perfect, right? And sometimes some of the decisions that might not turn out too well, there's times where they end up turning out the touchdowns and sometimes you can get praised for it. But to me, it's more about, is it the right decision and correcting it regardless of the results? Bill's offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. Bill's gearing up for the Steelers, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Joining us on the Western Hotline is the host of the Locked on Bills podcast, Joe Marino. Joe, good morning. It's just me, Joe. Jody Biasi, he's out sick today. Happy to have you on. Good morning. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, thanks for having me on. Sorry for the delay there, but glad to be talking with you. Yeah, glad to have you. How did Sunday night treat you? Was it uh, stress, <laughs> wild ride? I, I just The whole time I felt like this game is awesome. It was There was beautiful stupidity in it, whether it's a catch-off a helmet or the Vic Fangio third-down defense or Allen doing Allen things. I just... I, I don't know. I'll look back at that game and love everything about it. Beautiful stupidity is a good way to put it. And I, I'd say that the results of that Jaguars-Titans game was pretty significant to remove the idea that the season could end, right, if if you don't win that game. So I think that was a nice uh, anxiety reliever going into the game. And I had a level of confidence that the Bills would be able to win it. Um, but then you kind of watch the early portions of the game and you felt like, whether it was the Dolphins moving the ball or, you know, the, the Bills also moving the ball but not having a lot to show for it with some empty red zone looks, you know, it was, it was, a, little bit, it was a little bit challenging to, to see it. And then eventually the Bills kind of took control of the game in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter. And obviously the, the climb out of the hole was complete. So obviously a, a big day for the Bills and the pass, uh, the difference in the pass from being the two versus the, this this seven seed was pretty significant. So the Bills are positioned pretty well here to go on a run. Yeah, and positioned well because, of course, you've got two things, I think, Joe. You've got Josh Allen. We talk about him all the time. And you have this defense, which I, I asked a caller who called in to talk about McDermott last segment. Is this McDermott's finest hour as Bills coach, what he's been able to do with this defense and this stretch here? I mean, wins over Kansas City and Dallas and Miami. These are three offenses that – I mean, Kansas City, I know they're having a down year, but these are offenses that can score, and the Bills held them all in check. Yeah, this win streak, the five-game streak that put the Bills into this position has really been the defense, I, I wouldn't say completely being the, the primary reason, but a big reason why that they're able to do this five-game win streak. They've held the last five opponents to an average of 16.8 points per game, 277 total yards per game, and that includes – the top two scoring offenses in the entire NFL, <clears throat> excuse me, in the uh, the Cowboys and the Dolphins. And so those both of those teams were held under, under 20 points. Both of those teams held under 200 passing yards. The Bills have held the last four opponents and seven of the last eight opponents under 200 passing yards. You know, Sean McDermott's really got this defense playing at a high level. But I think through all of that, my favorite part of the defensive resurgence has been the opportunities that they've had at the end of games during this win streak, the bills have had four different opportunities to allow a game winning or game tying drive against the defense on the last drive for the opposing offense. And all four times the defense was able to get that stop. And that's significant when you consider the losses that came earlier in the season, when Josh Allen was able to walk off the field with the lead and then the defense gave it up. Right? There's only been two games this year that Josh Allen hasn't walked off the field with the lead and then it left it into the fate of the defense. And to see them really flip that piece of it on top of you know limiting scoring, limiting yards, gaining takeaways, to me it's that cl- the, the clutch factor that's shown up late in games that didn't exist earlier in the season. Joe Marino of the Lockdown Bills podcast joining us here. All right, Joe, so let's, let's shift gears. I mean, it's a playoff week. It's the Steelers. It's a team that is on their third-string quarterback, but it's a Mike Tomlin special. I mean, he gets credit, as I think he should, for continuing to put out winning seasons, but they are dancing in the middle a lot, and maybe they don't get in the playoffs if Baltimore plays their starters. Either way, they're here. What challenges do the Steelers present to the Bills? Well, I think a couple of things. Uh, first of all, the what they can do with their front seven on defense. And I know that they're not going to have T.J. Watt, but they still have a lot of talent in that front seven, and they blitz a lot. This is the sixth 
uh, highest blitz rate team in the NFL at 34%. And they've got talent on top of T.J. Watt. It's, it's Alex Eismith, who's a stud. Cam Hayward on the interior. Larry Agonjobi on the interior. Uh, Keanu Benton, a bright young player uh, as an interior pass rusher. Nick Herbig, super athletic young player. And Marcus Golden, the veteran know-how guy. You know, they're going to get Minka Fitzpatrick back this week. And so I, I think that defense and the style of defense that they play with odd fronts, with plenty of blitzing, with guys that can win one-on-one battles. You know, this is kind of the type of defense that has given the Bills some challenges this year when the when the passing offense in particular has had some issues, you know, whether it's been uh, Josh Allen decision-making or uh, some of the protection challenges with, you know, six, seven, eight-man pressure looks. You know, Pittsburgh's going to bring that stuff. And, you know, I remember our conversations after the preseason game this past year. I know it's kind of crazy to talk about a preseason game feels like a hundred years ago, but even Sean McDermott brought it up uh, this year. And the, the, the Steelers just kind of had, had the, the right formula for how to attack the pocket. And, and Josh Allen just didn't have any comfort against it. Again, preseason, I get it, it's a hundred years ago, but it, it's, it, those issues crept up throughout the course of this season. And so I'm encouraged with how they played against Miami in that capacity, but this is a different challenge and, and a defense that is used to playing that style with Miami. I think they made a fatal mistake in trying to reinvent the way that they play defense with becoming more man coverage oriented and more blitz aggressive where that's just not who they are. And they felt like they needed to do that against the bills because that's how they've struggled when they've had issues offensively. Well, this isn't a Pittsburgh defense that has to reinvent itself. That's how they play. So that's first and foremost. But then the second thing is just the Steelers script. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't get here because they're amazing on offense and defense, right? This is the 28th scoring offense in the NFL they're here because they don't beat themselves this team has the second fewest giveaways in the NFL with 16 and they have a second best turnover differential at plus 11 they haven't been getting great quarterback play their defense has been really hit or miss but they don't beat themselves they don't give away the football and they take it away at a decent clip on top of that they don't really commit penalties 85 penalties six fewest in the NFL so they have this formula of don't beat yourself and the reality is the Bills have fallen into that you know, fair, a fair amount of times throughout the course of the last several seasons, including against Pittsburgh in week one a couple of years ago. So I think the Bills have to you know, play a style of game that's still their style and do what they do, but you can't fall into the Steelers script where they just don't beat themselves, they don't make any dynamic plays, but you're the team that makes all the, all the fatal mistakes, and they don't, and they win a game 17-14, to 14, something like that. Joe Marino. Joe, if they are missing, if the Bills are missing Gabe Davis, I, I went over last time these two teams played, Davis mossed them, really. I mean, he wrenched yeah. the ball away from Minka Fitzpatrick. He had the 98-yard touchdown. So what would no Gabe mean? I mean, we, I think we, we kind of know what Gabe is and what he, what he offers. So if they don't have him, how confident are you in the other weapons? I mean, Shakir has continued to emerge, and maybe we get a look at Sherfield, who had done very little this year, but of course had a big catch in that Miami game. Well, I, I've never been the biggest Gabe Davis enthusiast, but I certainly am mindful of the role that he plays on this offense as a high-snap player. He blocks really well in the run game, and he does do a lot of the little things with clear-out routes and setting picks and rubs and that type of stuff. Now, where I get some encouragement is when Trent Sherfield stepped into that role against Miami, he did a really good job blocking and setting picks and rubs and you know the the – the Khalil Shakir long, not not the sideline pass where he catch and run, but I'm talking down the right sideline to set up the Dawson Knox touchdown. You know, that was a Trent Shurfield pick play. Um, you look at the touchdown to Dawson Knox, Trent Shurfield pick play. James Cook on the dropped touchdown uh, before the half, Trent Shurfield ran the clear-out route to hold the coverage to allow that window to throw the ball. So it was nice to see Trent Shurfield do a lot of the things that, the little things that I think people celebrate Gabe Davis for. Uh, so that that's encouraging on top of making a couple of tough catches and you know, touchdown, obviously, but a big reception over the middle of the field and kind of a tight window throw where he had some, some tight coverage on him. So that was encouraging to see him, you know, it took a while, uh, but in that last game, you know, be able to make an impact where you know, potentially he's going to have to do a similar type thing. But also I do think it's beneficial to the offense for more of the market share when it comes to targets to go to Khalil Shakir and, and Dalton Kincaid, who have been really high efficiency targets for this offense and so I'm not mitigating the loss of Gabe Davis for this game 
But I do think based on the way that Trent Shurfield played, in addition to more opportunities for Shakir and Dalton Kincaid, I think there's some silver linings here. Was it good to see what Diggs was able to do? I mean, how much, you know, we'd been talking about it for a couple of weeks. How much do you feel like he needed that, Josh needed that, we needed that, with Diggs being a big, big contributor in this game? Oh, 100%, especially after that second drive where he completely cooks Jalen Ramsey on the vertical shot and Josh overthrows him by like five yards. You're like, oh my gosh, this is just never going to come together. And then it did, right? They did cook up on that that deep shot down the left sideline that set up a touchdown. And of course, uh, it was a pressure look and Josh hits his back foot and just really just trust Diggs to go get underneath the football. Had Had the right air under the ball in that moment. And then of course, all the other moments that happened, it was a very efficient game for Steph Diggs, if I'm not mistaken, seven catches on eight targets, right? That was that was what needed yeah. to happen because the targets had been there uh, during the slump, but it just the efficiency hasn't been. So I think they needed that to get some confidence and momentum going into the postseason. And you know, for the struggles that I wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't say any individual struggles, but for the challenges that they've had being productive during this stretch, I, I think the messaging in terms of how the team and players have you know responded to questions about it, Diggs' demeanor. You see him and, and Allen after the game. You see him and McDermott after the game. You feel like it's okay, and uh, they're in the right spot going into the postseason. Joe Marino of the Lockdown Bills podcast. Finally, I want to get to the defense. This Pittsburgh offensive line, I feel like, is that a glaring problem for them and, and maybe one of the spots the Bills could win the most is up front with their defensive front? Yeah, I, I, they should. Um, I think Mason Rudolph has done a good job for them getting the ball out of his hands about two and a half seconds. That's really helpful and. You know, he's a, he's a player that excels with routes to the linear plane, right? You go back to Oklahoma State and you remember the player that he was. And even during this little hot streak that he's on 3-0 and with him down the stretch here that put them in this position, he, he's been able to really get it going with George Pickens on a lot of the, the straight line routes. Um, and so maybe the weather will play into that. But the, the offensive line, I think, is a good call out where I think their tackle play has been really inconsistent. They've got a a good-looking young rookie, but he's still a rookie in Broderick Jones and Dan Moore, who's been really up and down. And then that interior, uh, is a really good player at left guard, but you know, I think between James Daniels at right guard and Mason Cole at center, they've they've been really kind of up and down this season. And so, yeah, the Bills should have some advantages there uh, with the depth of the defensive line to get after this this Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. But I've, I feel like I've said that before, where I, I've I've looked at mismatch opportunities with opposing offensive lines and say, man, the Bills D-line should really eat here. And then it's, eh, you know, it's not quite the, the dominance that I'm looking for. So looking for this Bills defensive line, which has kind of been kind of, it's been good this year. I'm not taking away from that, but it feels like in the playoffs, it, it hasn't shown up to the degree that it's needed to throughout the years. I think this is a great opportunity for them to start this playoff run on a high note. Joe Marino of the Lockdown Bills podcast and the uh, Lockdown NFL scouting podcast. All right, Joe, we'll, do, we'll, we'll keep doing it this way. Hope to talk next week about a game. <laughs> yeah, right. looking, looking forward to it, Jeremy. Thank you. All right, thanks, Joe. We'll talk again. Joe Marino, you can subscribe and uh, listen to Lockdown Bills. Make it a part of your day. Subscribe at the Odyssey app or wherever you get your apps. Um, Joe does a great job. I listen all the time. And Lockdown NFL Scouting, that's, you know, when the season ends, we turn our, our attention to that train. So, you know, I'm just saying. I got my eyes on this game and all the receivers that are declaring for the draft. Adonai Mitchell, Jalen Polk. Mm-hmm. I can do two things at once, Josh. Don't look at me like that. Just because I'm looking at the receivers doesn't mean I'm giving up on the season. I'm thinking about which receiver is going to help them repeat. There. See? That's it. You got me fully on board. Like, I bought a first-class ticket. Somebody, I'm, I'm ready. Somebody used an AI image generator and sent me what AI made when they typed in, like, Buffalo Bills wide receiver train, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a big, giant engine, and it's got Bills colors on it, and it says wide receiver. And, yeah, sure, that make that our front page. We'll get on that receiver train. Put it on a T-shirt. The best thing about the receiver train and all these guys coming out in the draft this year is that there are, whatever, there's going to be maybe seven guys going the first round. There are so many good ones that the 13th guy off the board, this is another reason the team should draft a receiver. You want to get positive grades? 
you will find someone to say that the 13th receiver is actually the third best guy or the fourth or fifth best guy. I keep seeing it. Brett Coleman yesterday was all over Adonai Mitchell at uh, Texas. Like, oh, man, he's amazing. He'll go way later than he should. So anyway, receivers in time. 803-0550, Jeremy and Joe, Joe's out sick today. We'll get more of your calls in as we uh, cruise through this overcast Wednesdays. Can anyone see the sun? It was out at the top of the hour. Why didn't you like, tell me? Sl- like, not the sun itself. The it whole sun? You saw it sunlight? Was, it was bright. It wasn't like this weird, like, light gray. It was like, it looked yellowish. It was like, like, you couldn't see the sun. It was you like, feel like it was the existence of the sun confirmed. Yeah, like, but like not, hey, it's still there. Gotcha. But, like, right now, you can't even tell that it's still there. Like, it was like a person standing behind a curtain. You couldn't yeah. see the person, but you, you knew the, the person silhouette. was there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's just let you know, hey, I'm still here, but okay. you can't see me for I, another month yet. I hope to again see the sun at some point. No. Eight oh three oh five fifty. What do I have for you coming up here? One eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Uh well you better forget it. I'm gonna move that to tomorrow though, because you know, wait for Joe. If he if he's back. Hopefully he's back. Missing a good week here. Um Yeah. Andrew Filipponi in Pittsburgh has posted a Twitter poll in Pittsburgh. Who wins? Bills or Steelers? Check in on that number. See what they think. Mason Rudolph. Get out of here with him. Mason Rudolph. Get excited. Playoff game here on WGR. We've got tickets to give away, right? Yeah. You sent it to me, Josh. Where did you send it to me? I got to read this work email. Too many emails. Yeah, be callers five and six to win a pair of tickets to see Colin James at OLG Stage at Falls U Casino Thursday, January twenty fifth at eight thirty, and a one hundred dollar credit for Overtime Sports Lounge dining that night. Must be nineteen years or older to win and attend. For tickets, visit FallsUCasinoResort.com. That's callers five and six will win to two two one. For WGR. John in Buffalo is next up. Hey, John. Are you there? Hang on, John. Working on it. No dice? All right, John, get back with us if you can. As we, uh, you wanted to talk about the weather. And I have an update on the weather. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So this is from the Twitter account Buffalo Weather. Obviously, they know what they're talking about. The National Weather Service has issued the following regarding the weekend. There's a lot of words in here that you might hear me say that, I mean, I don't know what they mean either. In the wake of the occluded frontal passage late Saturday, plenty of lingering synoptic moisture, hate that, withing the DGZ, anyway, lake effect snows ramp up Saturday night and Sunday for areas mainly east of Lakes Erie and Ontario, impacting areas south of Buffalo and Watertown. While it continues to remain too early to pinpoint the exact specifics to location of the band, along with accumulation amounts, the pattern supports the possibility of significant snow amounts through the later half of the weekend for areas east of the lakes. Windy conditions will persist throughout supporting areas of blowing snow. Model guidance diverges some toward the tail end. Confidence lowers on lake effect potential early next week. However, winds may back more southwesterly, which could take any lake effect activity and send it northeast of the lakes, possibly impacting Buffalo and Watertown areas. For the start of the new work week, we'll need to monitor trends. With regard to temperatures, appears for the first time this winter, we will see a stretch of below normal temperatures beginning on Sunday. So it could snow a lot. It could rain. I'm sorry. It could snow a lot. could have colder temperatures. And... Reading that from National Weather Service kind of lines up, I think, my reading it, with what Pat Hammer had tweeted, which is, there will be a lake effect band close. We'll kind of have to see about Sunday and whether or not 
we get a heavy dose of snow. See if John's there now. John, good morning. Okay, I'm here. All right. Thank you. Okay, now let me just say this. Four out of the six games in the NFL have roofs, okay? You got the two best quarterbacks in the league, Mahomes and Allen, are going to have a snow where they might not be able to throw the ball. But where a 35-and-a-half is the over and under, which a team that scores almost that, it is ruining the game. I definitely think that Buffalo should have built a dome, and we could have probably hosted a Super Bowl, which people could have saw the city if there was a dome, like Minnesota had a Super Bowl. But I doubt they'll ever have a Super Bowl in Buffalo with no roof. I just think that all the protections of the quarterback, you want to see someone play, you ruin the game, and the game is actually playing in the Pittsburgh's hands. I'd rather be playing in Miami. Uh, I kind of wish we would have lost to Miami. I mean, I'd rather be in Miami in the weather watching Josh Allen and Ice Bubba. How do you feel about that? Do you want them to have gone back in time in building a dome or the new stadium building a dome? Well, I wanted the new stadium building a dome, yeah. definitely. But I just, I just think, uh, you know, you got Detroit with the dome. I just think it's ruining, you know, it's going to ruin the game. Uh, it's playing in the Pittsburgh's hand. They're a running team. Okay, they're not very good at it. Just, well, they're getting better at it. But um, I don't. I just, it's ruining the game. The weather is going to ruin the two best games, Miami and Kansas City. The weather's going to ruin the games, and all the other games. Got roofs. So I just want to know how you feel about the weather and football today. Well, I'll say this, John. I only really get bothered by it when it's so much snow that it's no longer football. And there have been games like that. If you win it, it's a positive memory. The Bills' snow game against the Colts, where LaShawn McCoy scores in overtime, they only win that game because Vinatieri misses a kick, which, if he doesn't miss that kick, they don't end the drought. Maybe we feel a lot different about snow. The other snow game I went to where the snow was so intense that it was stupid was a Bills game in Cleveland. They lost eight to nothing. I don't think you need to build a roof as a result, but I won't just I won't disagree that if this game ends eight to nothing and no one can do anything, it is stupid. It'll look good on television, but it's dumb. So I hope we don't get a dumb weather game. It would be very unfortunate to derail your entire season based on a dumb weather game. I don't think it favors any one team over the other in style. Like Pittsburgh runs it. The Bills run the ball better than they have in years. So I'm not worried about that. If it becomes really terrible, I'll run QB power 30 times. And guess who won't be able to do that? Pittsburgh's not going to do that. So I'm glad they're not building the new stadium as a dome. I used to be pro-dome. I am out on that. I'm good. Put a roof over the stand, over the stadium, over the or whatever, over the stands, which they've done. A canopy, heat the concourses. Give me a place to go. I'm good to go. Everyone else, get outside. I, not, I don't care at all. So, I don't necessarily disagree with the concept, but I'm not going to change my course of action for it. I, I, I'm glad the new stadium will have a roof. Will will be open air. I want it to be. I'm excited to bust out my bibs. I like wearing my bibs. Josh, they're great. It's the most comfortable thing I own. I, I wish I had a pair. You gotta like, get a I, pair of bibs. I, I have like an older, like you know, they're not great. They're not like high quality, but they're like all right. But I need a new pair, and I'm I'm jealous of people that have like the nice, like you know, heavy duty ones. Yeah, I have the big polar extreme bibs and matching jacket. After that Patriot game, the perfect game, by the way, it was so cold. Perfect. They didn't punt after that game, making it through that those temperatures in the same year of the hurricane game. Basically, I I, I just I feel like weather can't hurt me and can't affect me. I, after getting through that Patriots perfect game, like I've got the gear, I'm not afraid of any of it. I'm excited for it. It's all about mindset. If you just think you're not cold, you're yeah, not going to be cold. I think it's about gear. <laughs> well, it's 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 a mix of both. Like if you have the gear on, you know you're not going to be cold. If you get con- if you get the right gear, you got to be confident in your gear. If you're confident, you'll be fine. No, that's not true. You could be nervous in good gear and you'll be warm. And confident in bad gear, you'll be cold. Get the good gear. It's like pl- this is like have the best team. 
Make sure you put your team together. All right, we're very late for the break. The weather, listen, also got the potential to be like a legendary fun day where they just run through the Steelers or I don't know. We'll see. 803-0550 and 1-888-550-2550. Give us a call on the weather. If, you, if you're excited, if you're nervous about it, I feel like the main, the main answer will be nervous about it just because it introduces an unknown. But I think they'll be fine. 803-0550 on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.